Sports 1498 3FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a post-in, kind of dreary, wet day out there. A lot of limbs laying around all over the place, and I hope everybody got through it. Well, I know there's some a uh, lot of lot of areas of the country got it pretty hard, like down in Florida and probably the coast of South Carolina. I don't know how bad they got it down there, but uh, anyway, we're thankful that uh, it sort of stayed to the east of us, and we didn't suffer too much damage. Nothing that I don't think uh, lost power a little while yesterday, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Good morning, Ronnie. Did you come out okay? Good morning. I came out uh, gangbusters. We. We didn't have any trouble. Just a little rain yesterday. We certainly, in this locality right here, we dodged a bullet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the uh, hurricane season usually is, uh, I think, it's from June 1st to December 1st. So this is kind of kind of dead there in the middle of it. But um, we got back up, uh, making up for lost ground, I guess, for, with Ian, because it was, it was tough on Florida. How you doing there, Alan? Good and good, Perry. How you uh, make through the? You, Mister Electricity, did you do all right yesterday through the storm? Oh yeah. All right. Uh, we didn't have no blackouts. Well, I'm, now the power went off in my house for about four hours, from one thirty to like five thirty, and I went out. I waited like a half an hour to see if it was going to come back on, and when it didn't, I went out there and gave one yank on Scotty's generator, and that thing fired right up and. Uh, while the rest of the neighborhood was uh, without electricity, well, most of it, I guess, I was in good shape. So that's the best thousand dollars I spent lately. That's the way to do it. Yep. And uh, I uh, didn't go back to work because I didn't. Have, the internet came back, but I, I didn't come back until like six o'clock. But uh, and my printer won't work. My printer was working great, you know, until the storm hit and the power went out and the internet went out, which I don't think the internet has anything to do with the printer at all. But I couldn't print. So, you know, I usually come in here with reams of paper to read off statistics and stuff, and I don't have it, but I've got I got it on my phone as 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 best I could. I got so many screens to open up to get to everything. I hope I can pull it off fairly uh seamlessly. But uh anyway, that's uh I came through it a lot better than a lot of other people, so I can't complain about not having a printer and losing power for about a half an hour. How you doing there, Greg? Well I I'm glad to be here, and and like I say, that that hurricane situation made things uh, really hectic. You know, uh, they moved football games around, and some people got hit uh, per- pretty bad that were real close to us. But for some reason, you know, the Spartanburg area it, it didn't quite hit us 
uh, is bad. That's not nearly as bad as they said it was going to be. And but they, it, I will say one thing about it. At least, you know, we we were prepared, and there was a lot of things prepared in case you're in a low line area, and and different things can happen with those things. So that was a pretty vicious storm, and uh, we just, we just got lucky, and we're here. Yeah, we I'm got on ready the, to talk racing. We got on the edge of it, and uh, so. A little bit of rain, a little bit of wind. I saw some pretty big trees that got blown over, and actually a, a big limb broke off a tree over there on uh, Connecticut Avenue that's bigger than a lot of trees. Just that one limb, some of those oak trees, you know, are huge. But uh, not too bad. So uh, Hurricane Ian is gone, and I think the next one is Julia, if I'm not mistaken. But maybe Julia's stay away. Maybe we won't even have her. Greg. Did you get us a guest? Well, I hunted and I hunted, and I got thinking about it. And, and you know, we're coming up on Talladega. Talladega all weekend. And we haven't talked to him in a while, and I can't think of anybody get uh, on the show any better than Mr. Ernie Elliott, who was the oldest brother of Bill. That He was actually the motor man and the crew chief that made Awesome Bill or helped make Awesome Bill awesome. That's right. <laughs> and he could he could certainly he's another one of them guys that had uh cars that handled down the straightaway real real good. Like really good. Well and you know they what, run the two twelve and what what always comes to my mind and I it won't take me long to bring it up to him because I don't think we've had him on in two couple of years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's been been a while. But uh when Elliot and you were there, I mean, I guess you were in the pits on the opposing team when Elliot got down in 1985 by two laps. He and, come by us twice and <laughs> and made it all up without the aid of a caution flag, which is hard to do. Well, you know, I've always told I'll say this real quick, but <laughs> when he come up to lap Bobby, I think Bobby Allison for the first time, you know, after you know he went two laps down, Bobby said, "You know that car's so fast, I'm gonna make sure he's out of the gas before he starts around me." So Bobby done some kind of little wiggle to him, hurt him back out of the gas. Bobby said he fell right in behind him, and Bobby's in a good car. And he said he never even turned another RPM, and he just, boom, just drifted away from him. Yeah, I meant to print that out. As I said, I don't have a printer, so there's a lot of things I would have been more prepared for. But y'all's driver was, wouldn't that have been Rudd in 1985? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Allison would have been driving probably that uh, at Miller Buick. That's for, what he was, uh, yep. Yeah. But it was in 85. But what was so amazing about it, everybody would run two laps. You know, the second lap would always be a little bit quicker. And he didn't run but one lap. And that was when he did the 212? And he done the 212, but. Uh, Still I, the fastest we, ever. We go, we'll try to squeeze a little secrets out of him <laughs> if, he'll, if he'll do it. But, no, they were, they were awesome. And the awesome race team back in that era. And, uh Still awful good people. Yep. Well, we'll be talking to Ernie at uh, 11 o'clock. And, Alan, you got somebody since we uh, got a, maybe a little bit of extra time. Who you got? Uh, at 11.20, I got Mitchell Coggins. He's a promoter up at Harris Speedway. And as of right now, they are still on go to try to get Harris Speedway in. So uh, we'll get more up to date at 11.20 and uh, talking to him. I don't think that we're going to have any more rain. I mean, I may, I, maybe a shower or something will come through, but I think the rain's gone, and I, uh, if if the wind hangs around a little bit and the sun comes out, it ought to dry the track up pretty good. I, I think they're going to be okay. Yes, I do. What do I know? Yep. <laughs> you know, you mentioned that several times. Uh, a lot of times, Harris, you know, different racetracks have different deals, but 
the gentleman we're getting ready to talk to, they they really go out of the way to make sure they get the event in. Yes, and, they and, do. And and not not that all of them don't try, but there's a lot to getting a dirt track ready uh, properly when you got bad weather. Well, we can take a little bit of rain. At least when it does rain, you can just park the water truck. Just get the packer out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know when to put down a, a concentrate with a calcium chloride or whatever. You got to hit that just right. It's a lot of things. And the, and the detergent. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, also, a little announcement to make here that I'm very proud of, and I got to thank the other uh, powers that be here at the radio station, particularly uh, I would say Ryan Clary's the one that really made this happen. With uh, I got to tell you how you talk about bad timing. I wanted to do, and we all wanted to do, um, in conjunction with the Lions Club coming out with this print of the that pace lap at the fairgrounds. Uh, you know, they're doing, if, in case you don't know, they're going to do uh, iconic scenes from the history of Spartanburg. And, uh, you know, this could be, uh, from what I understand, if I've got it straight, you know, th- this is something that could go on for years. And uh, so the first one that they chose to do was the fairgrounds at the at the speedway at the fairgrounds, and they called me up, and I, I I'm not going to take any credit for anything because I don't deserve it, but they wanted to know if I have any pictures of. Uh, actually, they were referred from somebody else, a mutual friend to, uh, to me, and to see if I had any pictures of the old fairgrounds, and I I mean I had a few, but none nothing. But we were there, wasn't we, Perry? Nothing worthy of this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were, but um. There is an old photograph, and I have no idea who took it or when. Had to be the late 40s, and a lot of you may be familiar with it, but it's of the like a pace lap of a modified race, uh, you know, back in, the, well, like I said, the late 40s, I would say. Um, they're just coming through the first turn. Uh, and you can The only one I can positively identify is Cotton Owens on the inside of the second row because he drove that number 70, and um, I think it even says Cotton on the door. I'm not sure, but anyway you're right excuse me but in the background let me get some water in the background uh you can see the old covered grandstand that they had that i don't even remember that i I think my daddy told me it burned down uh you know maybe in early 50s a lot of history out there a bunch and uh, And that's why they chose to do it but anyway uh the uh they're gonna debut this print it's already out I mean, it's not out-out, but I've seen it. It's beautiful. They had an artist look at this photograph and do a print, you know, a, a, a sketch of it. Excuse me. And uh, and it looks great. You know, it's colorful in the background. It's, and it's kind of a composite because I know he looked at some other racing pictures, and it's got Ferris wheels in the background and all this stuff for the fair. That's not in this old photograph. But anyway, it's beautiful. And they're going to do a 125, uh, Jason C. told me yesterday. He's the gentleman from the Lions Club that's, that's heading this thing up, as far as I know. And he uh, said they're going to make 125 of them. We've already put in a uh, um, which number we wanted. I think you want – Alan was 27. I want 22 because that was my number. Greg, I told him you wanted 15, and I didn't even know if you wanted one at well, all. Yeah, but you're, one. you're stuck with one now. Uh, well, you you better, if you want one, you better put in a bid. And uh, um, so, anyway, and there's a couple other people out there that want them. So, anyway, 
make a long story short, which is way too late, we're going to, I wanted to do a remote. I thought it'd be a good idea. All of us did to do a remote from the fairgrounds. Uh, during the fair, the week that they, uh, you know, debut this thing, it goes on sale. And so we're going to do our show live from 10 till 12 at the, uh, lion's, um, I call it, I, want, I always want to say pavilion, but it's really like a restaurant. Concession yeah. stand. Concession, but it's Con- under the grandstand yeah. of the racetrack. That's right. It is. I, I hadn't thought about it, that. It's, it's like permanent. And, uh, and, and then it's been there for years. I can remember uh, eating there just about every year I went to the fair because it was the best place to eat. Uh, I don't know if they got cotton candy and stuff, but, you know, the burgers and fries and hot oh, dogs great. and all that stuff. So uh, we're going to do our show from there. But what I was going to tell you, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, well, I better get the ball rolling on this because it's about a month away. So I texted Ryan Clary on uh, on a morning. It seems like it was a Wednesday. I don't know when it was, but it was the morning that his father passed away. Oh, okay. And I could just see him getting that text. If he even saw it, you know, and saying, what does that stupid old man want now? You know, what a ridiculous time. And how, I mean, how was I to know? I had no idea, but it was just horrible timing. So I didn't hear anything about it for a while. And, um, I was going to bring it up again fairly soon, I guess. But then Tyler, um, that does the morning show, Shugart called me uh, or texted me. I guess that was, uh, Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday about lunchtime and told me that it was a go that, um, Alex was going to set the thing up for us, Alex Smith, and we were going to do it, and uh, we can uh, go ahead and plan on it. And it was just wonderful news. See, I'd, I'd done a similar thing. I'd made a phone call because we talked about it, and I left uh, uh, Clary a, a, a message, you know, saying that I thought it was a good idea, and I didn't know about his daddy passing either. And uh, that's that's awful anytime that happens. But, yeah, we, we got the go light on it, and I think it's just going to be – fantastic well it is going to be fantastic and uh so we'll have jason c on that morning um on the show from the lions club he's already been on once and in fact i made a little talk to the lions club uh at lunch one day about a month or two ago and uh we are also gonna have a special guest so i said who would be a good guy to have that knows about the fairgrounds that race there and so on and so forth and i saw him race there many times in a I remember him in a blue, uh, about a 57 Chevrolet number 65. And that's Chuck Piazza. And I called up Chuck and Chuck said, he'd be honored to do it. He'd be glad to do it. And so, uh, and I said, well, Chuck, instead of just coming on at 11 o'clock, why don't you just be there at 10 o'clock and we'll just talk to you on and off through the whole show, especially at 11 o'clock. But you know, uh, we're going to build the whole show around the history of racing at the fairgrounds as best we can do it. And, uh, might even get another guest. Uh, we can probably squeeze another one in there uh, along with Jason and uh, Chuck. But anyway, that will be um, actually October the 15th. Not this week. Well, obviously not this week. Not next week. It'll be the week after that, which is the next to last day of the fair. I think it closes on Sunday. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Alan, your, your family raced out there quite a bit, didn't they? Uh, yes, we did. We raced there in the late 70s and... Uh... Well, we don't need to get anybody else. We got you. Well, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it was a good deal to go over on Saturday afternoon and, uh, 
race. Daddy always loved going. He said, fair's here. He'd call his driver up and said, hey, all my friends is going to be there. We got to go. And, Didn't one time you tell me he, he couldn't make it and they got somebody else? Or? Yeah, yep. Uh, had driver one time. He said he couldn't make the race that day. And uh, so Daddy said, uh, well, okay, just uh, sit at home. I'll find me another driver. And that's the way my daddy pretty much was. I mean, he said. Did he ever let him back in the car? Yes, he oh, let okay. him back in the car. Right. But uh, he told him, he's well, I'll just see you Saturday night at Cherokee. And Daddy said, no. He said, if this man's going to drive a car, if he drives it at, at, at the fairgrounds, he's going to drive it that night, too. <laughs> we'll just let you sit at home. Well, there you go. All right, well, let's take a break right now. We're going to come back and talk to Deb Williams and uh, – Find out what's going on from Texas and uh, what we can expect at Talladega and any other news she's got. She always has some. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group aren't your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Williams is trackside and ready to go. 
what's going on at this week's big race. Now let's go live to death. And good morning, Deb. How are you? Oh, good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Did you come through, Ian, okay? I think you probably might have had a little bit more than we had here in Spartanburg because it sort of went to the east of us, which meant it was likely closer to you. That's true, and I'm still without Internet uh, service and uh, TV service, but I was trying to use my phone as a hotspot, so... That's what I've been working on this morning. But, yeah, we still didn't get as much, though, I think, as they did even east of us. I think it was worse there. But it uh, is cloudy today and no wind and no rain, so that's good. Yeah. Any debris in your yard? I got about a day's worth of work cleaning up limbs and things like that, but uh, no, nothing major. I have a lot of leaves, but I haven't seen – I haven't gone out and looked at all my property yet, but just from what I can see out the front door and – and a few of the windows, it appears that I've got mainly leaves and not many limbs. And I heard some birds singing a while ago, so that's always a good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, sort of like uh, after the, the great flood, they saw the dove fly by with a, a olive branch in its mouth, right? In its beak or mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. Yep, that's so, right. That's the extent of my biblical uh, references for the weekend probably. But anyway, uh, yeah, we were all pretty lucky up here. I know they got hammered in Florida and probably along the coast down in Charleston. So uh, we thinking about those people. And uh, I tell you, I, I went through Hurricane Andrew in 1992 and I it was a bad one. So I kind of know what it's like. Well, I had to cover, when I was at United Press International, I had to cover the hurricane that hit Wilmington in the fall of 1984. And uh, that I always questioned my sanity as I was driving into Wilmington. Everybody else was driving out. And they all looked at me like, are you an idiot? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, those darn reporters. But that's when I realized I could sleep anywhere because the, uh, they had all of us stay at the command center. And they had cots in there for the first responders to sleep on. And there was one night when it was hitting that I put three desks together and laid down across the mm. top of three desks to sleep. And uh, one of the officers, when he got out to go out on his shift, I remember him picking me up and laying me on his cot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was nice of him. Well, let's talk a little bit of racing. And uh, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind about the the cup race last week was the, the, the blown tires. I mean, it seemed like if you got out front and led for 30 laps, you were asking for it. And then uh, a lot of people got hit and uh, I got hurt. And literally Alex Bowman's out for this week with Noah Cragson taking his place. And of course, one of the scariest wrecks I've seen in a while, maybe, maybe the worst one this year was uh, Cody Ware. I mean, that could have really been bad if he'd have hit that pit wall opening. Yes, it really would have been, and fortunately, Cody's driving this week, but one thing that I thought was interesting about the Alex Bowman crash, I was watching video of it early in the week. I was at the drag races and didn't get to see any of it, but he, uh, his hit looked awfully similar to Kurt Busch's. The rear end hit first, and then it came along around and hit on the passenger side or the right side of the car which is the same thing that Kurt Busch's did. Yeah. And did Alex Bowman's crash come in 
occurred as he came out of turn four? Uh, yes, it did. And that was another thing I thought was interesting. Both his and Kurt's crashes occurred as they came out of the track's final turn. Well, I think that, Kurt's if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they all did. Well, I, I can't say they all did, but I know it happened twice to uh, Truex. I don't know if the first one was a blown tire. He, it was like the first caution flag of the race, but the second one definitely was. And, uh, and, and, uh, Kyle Bush's was, and his was, you know, like right off the bat, he was out of it. So, uh, I think fourth, the fourth turn was where, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, all of them took place, I could be wrong about that, but about the Cody Ware accident, and I don't mean to, I'm just what if in here, but if there had been other cars in the pits, you know, when that happened, you know, like it was during a green flag period, it wasn't during a caution, but. If there'd been other cars, you know, there getting service, that could have, that could have really been bad. Well, they had something similar years ago at Pocono, and that's the reason they actually extended their outside wall of pit road, and they extended it further up to the entrance of pit road, was to keep that from happening. And uh, you know, that's why you never ever sit with your back. To the fourth turn or the final turn if it's turn three at Pocono if you're sitting on that pit wall the worst thing you can do is sit with your back to that fourth turn because yep. you have to be able to see everything that's coming down that racetrack yep you're absolutely and right and I'm thankful it, there was no no opening I know years ago when I worked for Penske there was an ARCA race at Daytona and one of the ARCA drivers hit in the opening of the pit wall on pit road and hit our our team photographer oh. and uh i was in the emergency room with him when that uh that race concluded and uh fortunately he didn't get hurt as badly as uh uh wendy venturini's brother did later on and wendy's in the emergency room and her brother's in the the petition next to us where I am with our photographer. That's huh. when her brother was still driving. So it, uh, yeah, it's, you gotta be careful there because that opening in those pit wall, that's where the photographers and the TV people and all stand in there. And unfortunately, um, the bad thing is that you have a lot of fans stand there that have pit access right? or VIP people that have pit access. And they don't understand the dangers of pit road, and they don't know. Don't turn your back to the track, and don't turn your back to the fourth turn. So you are absolutely correct. If that had occurred near the yellow when there was, or when there were multiple pit stops going on, when it was a time for green flag stops, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Green flag up, stops. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been terrible. Yeah. It would have been really bad. And you know, even though. Uh, they slowed the cars down and put, you know, put speed limits on pit road, uh, after the terrible accident in Atlanta years ago, uh, in all, all disciplines of racing, you know, formula one, everybody's got pit road speed limits now. And then that was something else that NASCAR, you know, as far as I know of came up with first and then it, it took a death to do it. But anyway, they did it and it's, it's been in place a long, long time. Um, I remember, after that happened, back when I used to go to the Daytona 500, uh, I think the first one I went to after day, after uh, after the the Bill Elliott crewman got uh, 
got fatally injured. They used to have this crazy thing where you um, they had like red and green dots or something like that on the windshields of the car, and you had to you had to pit. Uh, everybody couldn't come in at the same time. You had to pit with uh, when it was your turn, and that didn't work at all. But it, you know they did try that, and they, they had to refine the system until uh, what they've got now, which seems to work pretty well. But my whole point is, it is still dangerous out there with the cars under a speed limit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's what people forget is no matter what you do, no matter what rules you make, racing is dangerous. Yeah. And wasn't it Hemingway that said the only two true sports are bullfighting and auto racing? And mountain climbing. But, and mountain climbing. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, it's, I know I was talking to one young reporter a few months ago. And that person mentioned to me that they have never had to cover a fatal, uh, anybody getting killed in a race car. And I immediately thought back, you know, we haven't lost anybody in any of the top three series of NASCAR since we lost Dale Earnhardt. And I told that reporter, I said, I hope you never have to cover it because I've covered and lost so many people that I knew and cared about. I bet you've seen a lot of them. I have, and I've had to cover a lot of them. And, you know, I hope it's something that these young reporters never have to cover. Yeah, but me too. It's, it's something you just have to realize that it is a dangerous sport. I tell you, I've and, only been to uh, I've been to three races where somebody lost their life. One was the 73 Indianapolis 500 where a sweet savage died later, but the pit crewman mm-hmm. was uh, killed on the pit road run into the accident and uh tiny lun at talladega i was at that race and i was down in aj king's garage area taking pictures of the car i didn't have any idea that he'd been killed i mean the car was a mess but nobody you know i was i was in the infield in the pits greg got me in the pits but i had no idea and they were boy did i get some nasty stares i'm surprised i didn't get beat up looking back on it and uh mm-hmm. and joe nemacek was it joe john nemacek John. Yeah, the truck in the truck race at Homestead. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, uh, here's something that I want to add. One of our most loyal listeners, if not our most loyal listener, Mike Hill, who I'm sure you remember from uh, the Junior Johnson days. Oh, yeah, I know Mike. Mike sends, uh, listens every week. And of course, he's got a big race today with the Wayland uh, uh, Cadillac down at Road Atlanta. Um, of course, they won the championship there this time last year, and this year's been mm-hmm quite a different story but he sent a picture um uh, on my phone he sent it to alan who's also you know his brother sitting here but uh it's a picture of uh, alex bowman uh, driving a wing sprint car and uh the caption is must not be hurt too bad this was tuesday so um he's not racing in the cup race but he was out there in a sprint car on tuesday according to mike and mike's never let us down i'm sure that's exactly what this is a picture of so uh Anyway, just an interesting aside. It's interesting. But <laughs> yeah. back to the tires, one thing I want to say about the tires. Oh. Um, you know, a lot of people tend to automatically just jump up and holler, oh, Goodyear's not making a good tire. But there's a lot of other factors you have to look at, and you have to look at are the crew people adhering to the recommended air pressures that Goodyear suggests. And, you know, Goodyear comes out every week with a report saying these are the recommended tire pressures this is what we expect this is what could happen 
And what has happened with the lower profile tire, the tire wall is not as wide as it was with the other tire. It won't take as much load. They take the air pressures lower to get more tire there to get the grip, and the tires can't handle that lower air pressure. Is that what they've determined was the problem last Sunday? I don't know. I'm just talking about yeah, what everybody in general. has theorized about. Okay. Uh, all the different people that I have heard talk about, you know, what it was. And I was listening to one driver. Um, I know who it was. It was Kyle Larson talking about he had discussed it with his crew chief on the way home on the plane. and um, Or he had discussed it with him. And that was, was one of his theories was the the shorter profile or the lower profile of the tire because he said, you know, if you look at the the wide profile on the dragsters, they have a, a, a wider profile, wider wall. And so that that's just, there's just a lot of theories being tossed around now about what it could be and what could be causing it. And like another person I heard this morning came up and said, you know, we're always used to a quick fix, and that's what everybody expects today. But this car has not even been raced a year yet. It's it's still new in its development phase. And, yeah, you don't like to see anybody get hurt, and you don't like to see anybody have concussion issues or basal skull fractures or any of that stuff. Nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah. But unfortunately look at all the test pilots we lost look at all the people we lost i mean you know billy wade and bud moore's car yep. we lost him when they were developing the innerliner they don't run and that's another thing i don't understand they don't run innerliners in these tires this year i didn't know that at all yeah there's no innerliners in these new tires they're running this year i don't care what track they're on yeah that's, I, I didn't know that but wonder if they didn't have innerliners if that wouldn't help, because that was the reason they developed the inner liners and went through all of losing Billy Wade and Jimmy Pardue and all those other drivers we lost, because when they developed them, they had them going at racing speeds, running over things and intentionally blowing out the tires so they could develop the inner liner. And what Bud Moore told me when we wrote his biography was uh, the only reason Wade was down there is because Daryl Derringer had crashed uh, a couple of days earlier, and they had to get Wade in another car down there because Derringer was so beat up. I mean, he broke several ribs and I think maybe even his shoulder or something. Well, Deb, uh, mm-hmm. I want to uh, touch on the point standings here that you uh, interrupted me watching uh, the Bridges of Madison <laughs> County with last night at about 1030, which was fine. Um, well, that was because I had forgotten. I hadn't done them yet, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have any Internet. How can I do them? And then I remembered I had the results on my phone from last week. Well, there you go. So uh, you came through, and the new point standings, which I just now sent out to, to most everybody, um, Alan is still out front with 37 points. I've got 34. Deb has got 28. Lanny's got 26. Jada's got 23. Greg has got 22, and Ronnie, you got 16. You need to. Your guy was uh, went out early last week. So, real early. Uh, yeah, real early. So, anyway, let's get our picks in for Talladega, and if you pick somebody like Cody Ware, you might have a pretty good choice. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> Deb, you go ahead and go first. I'm going with Keselowski. Boy, now that's uh, – he used to be a popular pick, number six. 
Alan's over here saying, yeah. what number is Keselowski? <laughs> I tell you, and it used to be like you and I have done with uh, um, Chase Elliott this year. It used to be uh, Nelson and I battling over Keselowski. But anyway, um, there's Greg Moore. Greg, come over here, sit down, and think about who you want to pick. But I'll come to you in a second. Ronnie, you got one? I'm going to go with your rec- offhanded recommendation. Cody right. Ware? Tony Ware. Cody Ware. Cody Ware, yeah. Or, or Tony Ware. I don't think he's going to do it. But uh, All right, Cody Ware. That's number 51, and uh, he may have something to prove out there. Alan, who you want? Oh, you go ahead, Perry. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Chase Elliott, but I am awfully tempted to take Bubba Wallace. But uh, I don't know if yeah, Lightning's going to. Yeah, I don't know if Lightning's going to strike in the same place, uh, you know, twice. Although he won it last year, um, rain shorten doesn't matter. He's proven this year that he can win a race. So, uh, Greg, uh, you caught a winner there. I think I'm going to go with the the 22. Well, you go with him every. We give him to you whether you want him or not. But well, you come up one from the 21, which you don't. Well, I I, I always pull for the 21, but. Uh, you know, they, they, they're going through a transition and stuff. And Logano drives, you know, a, a Penske car. Okay. All and, right. And so, and he runs good. So, I'm going to go with him. All right. You got him. Did you pick one yet? Yeah, I'm going with the five. Okay. You always do. Jada, take the 11. And yep. Lanny, uh, Texas, 12. in your 12. 12. <laughs> so, uh, any other news from this week, Deb, did I, did I miss? Because we, we talked about storms and uh and uh tires and um testing and everything but i uh, hope i didn't miss a big story might have you know of anything well we had the penalties assessed william byron and ty gibbs for their miscues at texas where um ty gibbs was fined seventy five thousand dollars for hitting ty dillon there on pit road during the uh a lot of pit stops under caution, and then William Byron was fined and deducted points for intentionally spinning Denny Hamlin under caution. Yep, that was so, kind of dicey, kind of tense, which is make it's good for the sport, as far as I'm concerned. I, I uh, am all for a little uh, jousting on the track, so uh, that's okay. Well, it was it was funny because William Byron admitted it, admitted spinning him after the race in his post-race interview and i heard an interview with dale earnhardt jr on sirius later in the week and dale jr said you never ever admit that you did it you just don't (laughs) you can say you were looking at your gauges or your foot slipped off the brake or something but you never come out and admit it (laughs) dale you're exactly right about that you don't you just don't admit it's always somebody check break somebody or somebody done something but you never own up to it straight up you just don't do that yeah that's cars rough on you bad enough uh, if you're innocent much less if you are guilty so (laughs) (laughs) but that's a different story well deb what i find interesting really quickly is the tactics that these teams are using when your penalty is under appeal you can have your crew chief and your people at the track if anybody or, you know, depending on what the appeal is and if their crew chief can be suspended. So I thought it was interesting that that's the tactic that Penske used with its team. So they would have their crew chief and, and tire changers and all on the 12 car last week at Texas. 
Now they've withdrawn the appeal, so those people are now serving their four-week suspension. But Hendrick, it's my understanding, has appealed the William Byron, which means it's points, and they don't have the fine yet, have to pay it yet until the appeal goes through. So it'll be interesting to see what happens after the Talladega race as we head into the Roval, if they go through with their appeal or if they withdraw it. Yeah. Okay, Deb. Well, we let we gave you about an extra five minutes today, but it's always worth it with you, and uh, and we love having you on the show. You uh, obviously will be at Charlotte next week, right? Oh yes. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you probably from uh, from the track. So uh, you have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Okay. That's uh, Deb Williams. Who, who is who's who is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. Me too, and uh, that's what I think. Let's take a break. Alan, no doubt you, about that. Alan, you said you didn't have too much, so you lost a little time. I let Deb run on a little bit longer because uh, you said you were didn't have too many results. So anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to the game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. From tuition and books to room and board, College can get expensive, but if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. 
Pranex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Pranex is the place to look. Pranex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Pranex and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, Pranex does that too. Pranex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And, Alan, you said you didn't have too much, but uh, you got nine minutes and 50 seconds to do it. So if you need to talk <laughs> slow, go ahead. All right. We're going to start off with Traverse Rest Speedway. This was the second day, last Saturday night, the Robert Bradley Memorial Race. Uh, they had uh, about seven divisions racing over there with the Extreme Four, Thunder Bomber, Street Stock, each one paying uh, four digits. So, uh a lot of good money going out to these divisions. We're going to start off with the Thunder Bomber division. First place, picking up $1,000, was Bailey Hip. Second was Grant Parr. Third was Luke Doggett. Fourth was Rod Tucker. And fifth was Josh Harris. In the Vintage Series. You know, I hear you mentioning Grant about every week now. And, uh, yep. Of course, uh, I know his daddy. I never met him, but his daddy used to sponsor the show, and he's a real good guy. Yes, he is. Uh, glad to see them getting that car back out and uh, getting back out on the racetrack and uh starting to improve you know if you sit out you kind of get behind and you, I have, you have to catch back up i didn't really realize he'd sat out but uh you know I, he was just a that was years ago on the old show the uh, show before this one and he was racing then I, I, he must have only been about 14 or 15 15 yep yeah he took off went off to college for a little while and he's come back and uh works at works at the car lot i mean not the car watch but uh the mechanic shop up there yeah par three okay also, Vintage Series, first place, Sean Magnum. Second was Chris Fitcher. Uh, third was Johnny Starkley. Fourth was Eric Rogers. Fifth was Dennis Williams. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to TJ Penfield. Third went to Josh Ayers. Fourth went to Taylor Johnson. Fifth went to Ray Hudson. 
in the Sharp Mini Late Models. First place went to Jody Sparks. Second went to Brad Anderson. Third went to Stephen Blue. Fourth went to Ryan Brown. And fifth went to Kevin Cooper. In the Extreme Four Division, first place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to Chris Meadows. Third went to Tyler Caps. Fourth went to Mitchell Coggins. And we might be talking to Mitchell Coggins here in just a little bit. I hope we are. Uh, fifth went to <laughs> Dean Reynolds. And now for the Ford Outlaw Division. First place went to Josh Melton. Second went to Timothy Chastain. Third went to Jeremy Hudson. Fourth went to Austin Waters. Fifth went to Avery Mars. And now the big main event, which is the Street Stock Renegade Combined, paying $2,000. First place, led every lap, Blake Bentley. Second, Caleb McLaughlin. Third, Tony Pierce. Fourth, Timmy Smith. And fifth was Cade Langley. And now, Cherokee Speedway last night was supposed to have the fourth annual Mike Duval Memorial. And they were supposed to have the World of Outlaws there. World of Outlaws. Uh, knowing that they a big traveling series, so they called this event off about Wednesday of the week. And they're going to try to reschedule it, but uh, got to post up on that. The World of Outlaws does not have no more open dates, so uh, I guess they're going to reschedule this. They said that they're going to reschedule the Mike Duval Memorial, but they will not have the World of Outlaws there because their dates is already booked out for the rest of the year. Well, so uh, have to wait till 2023. 2023. You're exactly right. Somebody else said that this week. If there's no doubt, if there's no dates left, it kind of has to go that way. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Harris today, uh, this is their last points race. They will have uh, almost uh, eight divisions up there racing tonight. They have said that they uh, have not decided on whether the weather is going to call this race off or not. They have said uh, stay posted, but. Uh, like I said, 11.20, we will be getting uh, Mitchell Coggins on the air. So we'll see what's going on up at Harris Speedway. Uh, we know it's probably about, what, about 40 miles up there? So yeah, I, I think they're going to go. I think it's going to be a go. I think it's going to clear off here. And they uh, everybody knows a little bit of rain on a uh, dirt track don't hurt too much. So uh, with their divisions are running tonight, they're going to have the 602 late models. They're going to have the crate sportsmen. They're going to have the Thunder Bombers, Renegade Street Stock. Pure stock division, stock front-wheel drive, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. Gates will open at Harris Speedway today at 4 p.m. Driver's meeting will be at 7. Stands is $15. Pits is going to be $30. Uh, kids 12 and under get in free. they got plenty of time between yes. now and 4 o'clock. Yes, they do. And uh, Five hours. As far as a little bit of news going on with the super late models, uh, Super late models, they raced uh, Wednesday night at West Virginia Motor Speedway up there. They had the Hillbilly 100, and one of our NASCAR boys stepped over there. Larson. Kyle Larson. In <laughs> what a number, wild guess. Kyle Larson <laughs> in that number six car of Kevin Rumley's. He uh, he led just about every lap up there. Had a good race right there at the end with Brandon Shepard, who ran second. And it's probably going to be one of Brandon Shepard's last uh, races in the Rocket House car because he announced a couple of months ago that he will be leaving this car after six years of driving it. And uh, Devin Moran will be replacing him in that car. So mm -hmm. I'm uh, glad to see Brandon going out on a good note right there. Yep. And uh, I think he's going back to uh, maintain his own race cars. And uh, I guess he'll probably still be running a rocket car where, you know, Kyle Larson was in a Longhorn chassis car. Yeah. So... Uh, but we'll, we'll see what the future's going to hold there for them guys. Well, you've put your 
your pad down, so I guess that's it. That's pretty much it. We're going to have to get into something else. Well, we're going to get into it right now with Uh, four minutes to go. Uh, Here's Deb protecting her boys, her race drivers. Deb, I sent her a picture of uh, Bowman. Yeah. She just texted me back while you were talking. This is a quote. He may have been driving that sprint car to see if he had any concussion symptoms. (laughs) <laughs> that is common for a driver to get back in a race car and run laps to see if they have problems. I don't think that's what it was. I don't think not on dirt and with a swing sprint car with a lot of horsepower. <laughs> no, you don't want to get out there in one of them. He looks like he's coming on around the <laughs> turn pretty fast. There. And what did he say? Uh, thumbs up. This was a 10 out of a 10. Whenever you get in one of them sprint cars with that big wing sprint up on top of it, uh, you can hold them wide open and, Looked like he was getting around that racetrack pretty good. Yeah, you can just tell by the way the car's, uh, the attitude it's sitting at and the, the stuff flying out from behind it. Yeah. So, uh, all right then. And then uh, Lanny has gotten in touch with us, and he wants number 12 this oh, week. Oh, yeah. 12. Uh, talked to Mr. Wilson this week. Oh, uh, how's he doing? Mr. Wilson's doing real good. Uh, <laughs> he talked to John Ruggiero, and uh, they're thinking about getting a 604 car out and going down to Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I think it's going to be next weekend. They got a big uh, $25,000 to win race down there with the 604 late models. And uh, I think he's packing his bag and said he's going to pack up and leave here about Wednesday going on down there. Well, he better call but, uh, first. I don't know how close Lakeland was, but that whole midsection of Florida they, got hammered. They got they got a hole. They're going to get that racetrack ready. All right. Yeah. Well, you know. The rest of the state can be in oh yeah shambles but, shambles uh, but they'll get the track well, cleaned up. did you see what tampa bay said no sir they're gonna hold their football game tomorrow at oh tampa yeah bay. yeah i didn't I hear mean, that you know uh tom brady said it's good for the you know people to get let's just get back into regular routine well there's a lot to be said for that i i, I told you before i said earlier in the show i i was me and a little cocker black cocker spaniel named indy and my best friend Jack and uh, my other best friend Jim Beam, we uh, we went through uh, Andrew on August twenty fourth, I think it was nineteen ninety two. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was. If you've never been through a, I mean a a bad windstorm, you know, can be a tornado or you know anything, straight line wind. But I tell you, suffering through a major hurricane, and I. I Brushed up on it the other night when this was going through uh, Florida, Ian. And at the time, that was the Andrew was the most expensive hurricane uh, ever. Of course, inflation accounts for a lot of that, and it's still seventh on the list with things like Sandy. Wasn't that the big one that came through and ended up in New Jersey and and Katrina? And there's been a lot of bad. Ike was mentioned in there. There's been a lot of bad ones, but at the yeah. time when Andrew hit, it was, and Andrew was like a buzzsaw. These, you see these hurricanes that cover almost the whole state. Andrew went through Homestead from Homestead up to State Road, uh, um, up to 88th Street in, in Miami, which is, um, uh, you, you know, it was like a laser. It, as far as hurricanes go, it was tiny. But as far as wind speed goes, the, the, um, the, the air, the, the wind indicator that was an anemometer blew off the top of the, uh, weather service down there at, um, when it hit 160 something miles an hour, 
I can tell you got something to say, Greg, but we got 16 seconds. So anyway, let me let, no, let me hold off till after we get back. We'll get we'll give you a chance. But right now we are just counting down to uh, top of the hour break, and it's not going to let me uh, screw around with it. So you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The home of open mic weekdays from three to six. Fox Sports Spartanburg, ninety-eight three FM, WSPG Spartanburg. We are and here's what you need to know. On Friday night, the Seattle Mariners ended the longest playoff drought in the major leagues. Cal Raleigh hit a game-winning pinch hit home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to beat the Oakland A's 2-1, sending Seattle to the postseason for the first time since 2001. The Tampa Bay Rays clinched a playoff spot with a 7-3 win at Houston. Orioles over the Yankees 2-1. Aaron Judge remained at 61 home runs. He went one for two with two walks. The Yankees lost, clinched home field advantage throughout the American League playoffs for the Astros. Braves over the Mets 5-2. The Braves and Mets are tied for first place in the National League East with five games to play in the regular season. Albert Pujols hit career home run number 701 in the Cardinals' 2-1 win over the Pirates. College football UCLA improved to 5-0 with a 40-32 victory over 15th-ranked Washington. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
Fall is here, and that means it's time for the 7th Annual Josh Lee Memorial 5K at Upstate. This year's race will be Saturday, October 8th on the USC Upstate campus with a 9 a.m. start time. It's only $25 to register, and all the proceeds from the race will be given to the Josh Lee Memorial Scholarship Fund at USC Upstate. The scholarship was set up by Johnny and Laurie Lee, Josh's parents, and it directly benefits the USC Upstate cross-country and track and field programs. To pre-register or make a donation, go online to justfinishtherace.com or runsignup.com. From tuition and books to room and board, college can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it's my pleasure to welcome a gentleman that hasn't been on the show for a couple of years, Mr. Ernie Elliott. Good morning, Ernie. Yeah, good morning. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. Ernie, I appreciate you taking time. Uh, I know you said you had something to do, but uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And we're sorry we haven't talked to you in a couple of years. But, you know, with Talladega coming up, you can't help not think about Ernie and Bill Eddie. I mean, and Dan. I mean, you, you just can't help not do it. And that was just so amazing with a lot of things. But, uh, I, I know it had to be a combination of things of handling and a lot of things, but I got to ask you this, what, what did y'all, what were y'all doing with it? Just a combination of things. I know you made two laps under stuff. So it, it, it anyway, just, just give us a hint. <laughs> you can tell him now, Ernie, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. T- tell me a little bit. Well, I'm kind of like the deal to use Richard Petty's for it famous phrase the harder i work the luckier we got (laughs) (laughs) i like that you know and and i mean that's the truth because it's about you know if you look at historically racing throughout the years uh, you know it's all about covering your bases and the details as it is in anything and it's just you know the details as we march forward in time get uh they're infinitely more microsmic, so you've got to you've got to work harder and harder and harder to find any advantage, and that's basically just the fact we just worked 
you know, 24 hours a day, literally, to, you know, focus on those races. Yeah, no doubt about it, Ernie. I remember uh, before we went down to Daytona and y'all run, uh, I think, the, the 205 lap or, or whatever it was, and everybody was just astonished at that. And uh, I remember y'all saying that y'all even, like, worked on Christmas Eve. And I know they was working because when they – when they got down there to Daytona, they had everything just dead right. Uniforms, car was beautiful, and that there was a whole lot of work went on. But uh, whatever they was doing was definitely right. I know they went to the wind tunnel, they done this, done that. But uh, anyway, Ernie, it, it was amazing time. Just whatever comments you got on it, uh, I'm up, we're all ears. I mean, we, we, everybody's still wondering. Well, it, I mean, it's really, I mean, everybody just, everybody did their job. And we had, you know, we had each had specific jobs. and But also we each helped each other and we focused, you know, we focused on every single aspect of the car, whether it was, you know, engines, whatever. I think we took the engines apart that went to Daytona in that particular time. If I remember correctly, I think we had the engines apart about, you know, assembled it, ran it, disassembled it about five or six times. Uh, and we ended up racing the engine we qualified with, you know, just because that was our, you know, that was the best engine. Uh, not by a lot, but it was, but, you know, every little bit, you know, one or two horsepower here, uh, whether it's aerodynamically, handling, or engine, it all adds up. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I remember Bill saying, making a remark to him. He said, you know, he said, first of all, the driver and the whole crew's got to want to run that fast. And y'all did. And y'all just took your time, just like rebuilding the motors. And this is something me and Ernie discussed several times. You know, if you get a really good block and it runs good, it's like the more you rebuild it, even if you're just touching the walls a little bit, it seems like it gets better. Then you get a hold of another block back in those days, and it didn't seem like done nothing to it, and, and, and it would be bad. And uh, Like I say, Ernie and them just worked their way through that thing. I mean, it was it was, uh, it, it was was unreal. And NASCAR like, went nuts. They knew y'all was doing something, but you weren't. <laughs> That's what frustrated everybody. Uh, we were about, I mean, I can honestly say this. We we were we we were as legal as it gets because the one last thing we wanted was to have an issue with legality on something, whether it was engine, car, suspension, whatever. You know, we wanted to make sure there was no issues because always when you're in that position, you know everybody's gunning for you and everybody's going you know, standing there ready to throw rocks at you. You know, <laughs> you're. You know, if there is something amiss, so we just, you know, you know, everybody says, well, you gotta, you know, you gotta get outside the box. Well, uh, no, you just gotta, go, you just gotta go. You gotta use the full, the full volume of the box, and that's what we did. Yeah. Ernie, uh, uh, one thing, I was on another show earlier this week when I announced that you were going to be our guest on Start Your Engines and. The one thing that always pops into my mind, and there's so many things that you guys did back in those days, uh, but the one thing that stays in my mind was at Talladega the year uh, 1985 when y'all got behind early 
and came back and made up two laps without benefit of a caution flag. And that, to me, is just astounding that you were able to do that. Well, just good car, good engine, good driver, good team. Nobody, uh, you know, nobody on the team, the driver, nobody gave up. We were confident in our, uh, you know, in our uh, preparation. So, you know, and luckily the car sat there and held up even at those speeds because I think that, that our averages between pit stops when we were making up those laps was like 207, 208. And that, you know, for a sustained period, that's pretty good. So, you know, my hat's still off to everybody that did the preparation work because nothing, nothing failed. And when you're in that position, it's very easy, just like the, the, the oil line problem, it's very easy to have a problem. I mean, it's very easy, not necessarily overlook it, but it's easy for just a you know a little fluke thing to go wrong. Luckily, we were able to fix it, fix it, and luckily we were able to you know make up the laps and win the race. Well, that was 37 years ago, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And I I've always uh, given y'all so much credit for that. Let me ask you a qu- another question. Uh, you remember a guy used to work for Junior Johnson by the name of Mike Hill? I do. Well, Mike's one of our most loyal listeners, and his brother uh, is actually on the show here, Alan Hill, who's a local car builder and racer. And uh, so uh, you got a Mike Hill story or anything you want to say about Mike? Because he's listening. No, just a a good friend over the years. Just, you know, uh, we talked a lot at the races, but, you know, just uh, they were tough competitors. Uh, No, I mean, you know, Junior had a class outfit, and he had, you know, class employees, and you know, and that showed and what they were able to accomplish over the years. Yeah, yeah. No, he still works for the no, Wheeling Cadillac no, no. team, and uh, of course, they got a big race tonight. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Mike's a great guy, and he's on the show, Greg. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. It's, Ernie, yeah, they, what all they done? The it's so amazing. It's it it really is, and. uh yeah. Like I say, everybody, everybody was gunning for him. And what really took the cake, you know, there wasn't that many people running Fords. And the Chevrolet's, uh, Ernie, tell you, the little small block Chevrolet was pretty hard to outrun, even with a good Ford engine. And, uh, but I remember that it made Ernie in pit or something and, and kept putting tape on the front end, pen, trying to penalize him at Daytona or something. I can't remember what it was, but everybody was gunning for him. And, the stuff was just that good. The whole package was just that good. And I was one of the world's worst screamers. I was, I was, I was going nuts because, uh, anyway, it, it, it was a great time for racing. I think that period was fantastic. And when Waddell Wilson couldn't even get within three mile hour of them with a, with, with a Ford with Kale Yarbrough driving, I, I know that was, that was, that, that was something that really was. Hats off to Daly. Yeah, we were pretty fortunate. Ernie, let, let me ask you something else now. I mean, and this is something that, that I think the sport's missing, and 
you know, I doubt if it'll ever be back, not at the cup level, but, um, I mean, I don't know any delicate way to put this, but I mean, guys like you and Greg just mentioned Waddell Wilson and, and all the great engine builders. I mean, you guys, it's not like that anymore. I guess you get the engine from the factory or whoever, uh, vendor you have for your motors and you can't go in there and tinker with them anymore. Isn't that correct? I mean, Greg and, and Daryl Moore and, and everybody messing with these engines and you and, and, uh, all the other great engine builders, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are, have been replaced with, uh, just a, a generic engine in a box. Is that not correct? Well, from what I understand, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't keep up with it that much anymore. Uh, you know, I talk to Chase periodically about stuff and a couple of people I know, but, uh, you know, I was, I, I will tell you this. First and foremost, in the period of time that me and my brothers participated in NASCAR was the best it ever was and the best it ever will be. I, I will no doubt about 100% it. agree. I agree 100%. I truly, honestly believe that. And, you know, NASCAR, in my opinion, now I'm being, I'm going to be critical. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say this. They are doing the racer. And they're doing the fans a disservice by the spec racing that we're doing now. Uh, you know, used to, you had leeway to do stuff. The manufacturers had to produce cars that were, you know, that were uh, what you raced. I, I said, and I, I told Mike Helton, and I think it was 96, when they uh, made the Ford Taurus legal, a four-door car that was not even remotely, the, the final race result was not even close to the production car. And he said, I don't know why you're complaining because you're a forward guy. And I said, that's not the point. I'm a purist, and I think that the original formula that the Francis, that uh, Bill Sr. and Bill Jr. came up with the Gazaways. That was the correct deal to keep uh, people interested in the sport because basically they could buy on Monday what raced on Sunday. Yeah, no doubt about it. I agree with you, Ernie, hundred percent on that. And and you know, back in those days, you could massage the thing a little bit. I mean, you could do something to the body, maybe the 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 different pillars on the car or you know something real subtle that would make a huge difference and take the other teams a long time to figure out what it was that you did and and uh and the same with the engines and just all over the car i guess even the suspension and things like that too that you could you could do little things like a smoky unit course he he went a little overboard maybe sometimes but you know it was just it was just a great period of racing when when people like you and uh and and Smokey Unique and Bud Moore, you know, can make a difference. Um, and and the body men and the stuff like that that's just not there anymore. Right. Well, the deal is, I think when you, you know, when you look at it overall, you know, I, I think uh, I, I think I'm correct on this. Now you have to buy your cars from NASCAR, the bodies from NASCAR, uh, the engines are just spec this, spec that, and. 
as I've told a couple of people that I race with, you know, they say, well, you know, be, you know, when you like to be back in, no, when I left it, I was done. And, you know, to, to race the way you race now is not the way I came up racing. Rules were rules. The deal was, is you built stuff within the rules, you know, and I think, now, if you didn't write, if, if as a sanctioned body, you didn't write the rules clear enough, or then when somebody went outside the box and found an area they could work in that wasn't in the that wasn't against the rules, but it was just different. And I'll put it that way. That's not breaking the rules. No, that's no. just using that's using everything at your disposal to make your performance better er, ernie did you find it an advantage being in dawsonville uh, away from charlotte i know uh, at one time spartanburg was was really really big and probably bud moore and cotton owens and everybody you know sort of uh intermixed with each other and and uh and maybe the wood brothers were separated always but uh you were way down there in dawsonville and uh didn't have to eat uh, lunch every day with a uh, five or six crewmen from other teams and things. Was that an advantage to just be more or less isolated from the rest of NASCAR as far as, uh, your shop goes? Well, cl- clearly, uh, you know, most everything is you learn stuff by observation and by paying attention to what people say. So when you're, you know, when people go to lunch every day and they're sharing, you know, inadvertently, I'm not saying to deliver it, but inadvertently share, you know, say something or whatever. And if you're paying attention, you take that and think about it and expand on it. Yep. And loose lips. Basically, yeah, uh, yeah, loose lips sink ships. So, you know, so you're in a situation, we were in a situation here that, you know, that the only time we saw other people was on the weekend. And, you know, whatever we did during the week, uh, you were, we were very protective of. Uh, we didn't we didn't share engine information. We shared maybe some, but it was mainly durability issues. But as far as performance issues, we didn't share stuff. I mean, I, I, I used to tell, you know, the guys at Ford, they'd say, well, you know, what do you think about this? Just send it to me, and I'll deal with it. <laughs> just, just send me whatever part you're going to make, and, and I'll figure out whether it'll work or won't work, whether I can make it work or can't make it work. Did you ever say anything like, uh, did you ever say anything like, uh, hide that, here comes Greg Moore, or anything like that? But they know if I was around, I was, no, I was no, looking Greg, for something. Greg and I talk, we talked a good bit, <laughs> I think. Greg knows I didn't share everything, <laughs> you know, you know, we're not, I mean, but a lot of it was just a lot of it. A lot of what we saw over the years was just, um, it, you know, and you have to look at it this way. A lot of how things come along is my, I mean, my hat falls to the, because I, we were able to do what we did because all of the, because of the Bud Moores, the Leonard Woods, the Cotton Owens, the Banjo Matthews, the Holman and Moody's, all uh, the Patties, all of these guys, all of these guys educated us. Okay, they educated us. They they got uh, 
you know, when you go to school, you know, the teachers educate you to a point. And then once you get to that point, the, the rest of your education is on you. Right. Then you have you have to learn and you have to expand on that. I think the problem that we all get into is when we come along in a certain time period that we we get fixated on that particular time period and it's very hard to look outside that box. Yeah. And that's basically what we saw when we were looking at how other people were doing things is they were kind of fixated on this deal. Intelligent people, nobody that run, nobody that ran NASCAR, especially the Cup Series, these were intelligent guys. And I, I've told people many times, they'll say, well, I can do I can do what you do, or I can do what so-and-so did, did. and I'm like, okay, we'll just get you some of it. And, <laughs> That's right. And see, and, we, and see whether you're up to it or not. Yes, it, and, and, the, and the big thing about it is when we were all coming along, especially the early days before us, you did not have the unlimited budgets, maybe a couple of people, but the unlimited budgets like you have today, they didn't have. Ernie, we, we gave you about an extra five minutes. I swear we could do the whole a whole hour with you or more, but uh, we got to let you go. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, staying good with Greg. So we, we're not going to wait two years to have you on again. Yeah, but, Okay, er- good enough. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Ernie. Thank you very much. That was Ernie Elliott. And uh, really, I know we ran over a little bit and we got another guest we need to call. So let's get these commercials out of the way. Great. Great guest, uh, he's smart. Well, he got on a soapbox there, which is I like to what like he like was, to hear him do that. He, he, he's he's he got stout. opinions. He's got opinions. And Let's it, take a break. We'll come back. This is Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. 
There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. USC Upstate takes center stage in the heart of downtown Spartanburg in Morgan Square on October 6th for Morgan Square Madness. Meet the 2022 Spartan men's and women's basketball teams and we'll shoot hoops right in the middle of Morgan Square. It'll be fun for the whole family with games, prizes, music, and of course basketball. The fun kicks off at 6 on October 6th. Get all the details for this exciting event at upstatespartans.com slash madness. That's upstatespartans.com slash madness. Don't miss Morgan Square Madness October 6th presented by USC Upstate. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines and uh, a little money there. And uh, speaking of money, here is the promoter of Harris Speedway, and we certainly look forward to talking to him and finding out what he's got going on tonight, hopefully. Mitchell Coggins. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you, sir? Good morning to you. Doing great, and uh, glad Alan could get you because we uh, uh, I, I had to steal a little bit of your time because we couldn't get a uh, – Ernie Elliott off his soapbox talking about how NASCAR used to be better than it is now, and he, I think he's right. But anyway, great for you to come on the show, and uh, glad Alan could get you. Well, uh, here you having your last points race up there tonight. Uh, yes, sir. We wrap up 2022 with uh, um, our weekly divisions. Uh, we got eight of them hitting the track, and uh, a few of the points championships is – undecided but a few of them are so we're gonna we're gonna go with it man uh just a beautiful day so we uh we was a little sketchy first of the week we didn't know how this was gonna work out well I, we don't have an outside window here we've got one in the next room sort of a hallway kitchen and uh, it looks pretty bright so uh, 
Looks like maybe the sun's out up there. Yes, sir. The sun's out. There's a there's a few clouds passing through, but uh, man, we uh, we didn't get you know we got a little rain, but it wasn't nothing. We can't we can't the place drains good, and uh, we really looking forward to it. Hopefully, keep a little bit of dust settled in the pit area. Well, I was about to say you needed some water anyway. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Needless to say, I didn't have to. I didn't have to water it last night. We uh, Mother Nature done that good for me, so. We, uh, like I said, everything set on go. Uh, we looking forward to it. And had a lot of people calling. Man, the phones has been just blowing up. People, people headed towards Harris, North Carolina, this afternoon. Well, I appreciate you taking time to come on our show, and and uh, and Alan being able to get you. So, uh, what's um, so what you got going on today? You said, uh, uh, did I hear you just now say something about eight divisions or something like that? What what all do you have, and uh, and how has the point standings been going you got some uh some of the championships coming down to the wire here yeah we got a couple uh we we got 602 late models uh street stock crate sportsman um thunder bomber pure stocks front wheel drives young guns and futures um so we got we got some good classes coming towards us tonight for uh just a regular week of saturday night action man it's uh uh 602, we got Jake Jackson and uh, John Ruggiero. Um, they're pretty close going into the night. And then the uh, Renegades, we got uh, Riley Robinette and Justin Barber. They're, can, they're still in the hunt. And uh, then Craig Sportsman, we've got Jesse Smith and uh, Cody Ushery. But Cody actually moved up the class. So I think uh, um Jesse Smith pretty much going to wrap that one up tonight. So we got we got a lot of action, man. We we look forward to it. Um, you know, just uh, guys just out here trying to have a little fun. Well, Mitchell, is this your second season up there at Harris Speedway? This is actually my third season. Um, sorry about the dinger, y'all. We're driving. Um, <laughs> this is actually my third third full season. Um, the, we we got it in twenty twenty two, and COVID hit, and we. Uh, we navigated around that and made it work. And last year we had a pretty successful season. And um, we just, like I said, this is this is wrapping up our third full season. You've been making a lot of improvements to that racetrack up there, I've noticed. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Joe Kroll is actually the owner. And um, we, uh, you know, when we, it, it's amazing. I, I raced down there weekly um, before he bought it. And, um I, you know, you show up, it's dark, you don't pay much attention. And when we uh, started walking around, we, we found a lot of things that, you know, we wanted to improve and, and that needed to be improved. Um, we've redone all the bathrooms, um, redone the grandstands parking, um, put a handy handicap accessible walkway up through there. And uh, we just trying to just trying to do what we can make the place a little nicer a little safer for fans and uh we 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 getting we're getting there we're getting there for sure harris has got such a fantastic history i mean i went there when i was a little boy and i'm 70 years old I, now but if i'm not mistaken now y'all moved Har- or somebody moved harris from the uh, the original site which is still uh, the old grandstands up there with trees growing up through it uh on the side of the hill over there to the location now uh, the track actually moved or what? Uh, yes, sir. When they um, 
they actually where the dirt track is now from what i understand and listen i'm kind of a youngster in this game so i don't i don't know all of it but from what i understand um there was an asphalt track where yeah. the dirt track is now and then literally on the back stretch of the asphalt track was the dirt track which i think they used to call it hill top i'm not exactly sure on that but it um they uh they was actually two tracks and uh, one asphalt, one dirt, and then something come about and they changed it a little bit and now we've just got the uh, little dirt track. Um, and then I think when Curtis and Doris bought it, they reconfigured the dirt track and uh, made it a little bit bigger. Um, I remember when we first started going to Harris, um, I'm going to say in 2006, I think, um, he reconfigured it and uh, took it from the little bull ring and made it made it a little bit bigger. So they, um, you know, and then like I said, we we've tried to make it a little wider, uh, put new clay every year, and uh, just trying to make it just trying to make it a little more racy for the racers. That's great because when I was up there, I'm talking about sixty two, sixty three, and sixty four, and I remember. I remember a guy named Paul Ghost, and I remember, um, of course, Preston Humphreys, and just a bunch of the great old names. That, and even the cup, uh, what was Grand National back then with, you know, David Pearson, Billy Wade, Richard Petty, Ned Jarrett, all those guys racing up there. So the Harris track, no matter which one you're talking about, has a, has a rich history and uh, something to be proud of. Yes, sir. Um, from everything we can we can look and find, you know, it's it's probably one of the oldest continuously running racetracks in North Carolina. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, we we just would love to keep that going, and and uh, you know, we we try to we try to cater to the local people, uh, local racers. Um, we don't have a whole lot of big super late model shows. We we just try to keep it just you know the old fashioned stock car racing. Um, with a few improvements along the way. So it's, you know, it's definitely, um, times is, times is hard on people. Um, you know, and we're just trying to do everything we can to make the place a little nicer as we go and get somewhere, give, give people a place to come have a little fun on Saturday night. Well, Mitchell, I'd love to see you bring back limited sportsmen up there. I'd love to bring that 25 T and get Wally Fowler back up there. You know, them yeah, two, them yeah, two we, used to have some good nights and bring a crowd in. For sure. And, you know, it's it's crazy. It's just like a revolving circle of classes that, you know, this one comes in and then I don't know if it just – it's tough. Um, you know, with the classes we got now, we – you know, we are always looking at different things and trying to, trying to keep everybody that is sitting out here that's got cars sitting in the weeds that don't want to race because they, they're just too expensive or they just ain't got time, man, it's, it's, it's definitely a task trying to, trying to keep everything going. So we, uh, yeah, I definitely remember the days of Tesnier and Wally and Michael Barbary and all them. It, 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 yeah, that was, it, 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 yeah, for sure. Good racing. Well, I, I, we've been trying to, We've been trying to get Alan to get the 25 T out of the, out of the shop all year. And we, it looks like we're not going to make it. He got it out a little bit. I tell you the last time I was at Harris and I'm, I'm sorry to say it's been a few years ago, 
but I was invited up there as a guest of Lance Smith, Jack Smith's son, when he ran one uh, sure. one weekend, and um, I had a lot of fun up there. Of course, I was given kind of VIP treatment by the Smith family and standing on top of their hall and everything. But that man, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great racing. Yeah, we uh, we we average about a hundred cars a week. Um, like I said, we we try to keep it at eight divisions um, weekly. And, uh, man, we've really been blessed with some awesome racing and, um, you know, our, our guys, they, they're, they're pretty consistent on when the gates open being there and putting on the show for the fans. So, um, it's, you know, we're always trying to tweak and make it better and, you know, just not always work, but for the most part, I think we've, we've brought the place a long ways and, uh, you know, that's, that's our goal, uh, Well, uh, you know, so tell us once again, because I know it's only, uh, man, you get on 221 in Spartanburg, North Church Street, and keep on going till you see the signs for Harris Speedway, which is, uh, what, about a 30, 40-minute drive. So it's easy to get up there from Spartanburg and, and from everywhere. Uh, tell us again what time you get started and how much it's going to cost to get in, and, uh, and um, we'll see if we can get as many people up there as possible for you. That sounds good. Uh, so we open the gates at 4 o'clock, um, grandstands and pits. Driver's meeting is at 7 o'clock. As soon as we get done with the driver's meeting, we'll get cars on the racetrack, um, usually around 7.30, 7.40 at the latest. Um, it's, like I said, pretty easy to find. Come straight up 221 to Jack McKinney Road. If uh, It's right off the, probably two miles off the 74 maybe. So it's uh, ace white signs, uh, points the grandstands where they need to go and the pits where they need to go. So it's, um, we'd love to have everybody um, look forward to it. And uh, like I said, we got next week, this week we just got the weekly show and next week we've got the Carolina Sprint Tour coming in. So that's usually a fan favorite. And uh, just looking forward to at least the last couple of races this year. Well, everything's winding down, and it sounds like Harris would be a great place to watch it wind down. Thank you so much, Mitchell, for coming on. Start your engine sort of at uh, the last minute, but some good information. we uh, got to have you on more often. Yeah, man, anytime. Like I said, we appreciate what y'all do, and thanks to the drivers and fans and crews, um, all our sponsors. Man, I, I've got so many of them, I can't think of all of them. But, well, you can thank a couple if you can come up with them real quick. Oh, yeah, Bantam Shelf of Chesney, they do our victory lane. Uh, Bailey, Drayton, and Holland um, down in Easley, they do our other victory lane. Um, we got Norman's used parts of Shelby. Um, PD Racing Park, Just-In-Time Plumbing. Um, Foothills Family Hardware right there in Forest City. Um, Lord, I'm going to have somebody mad at me. <laughs> uh, we just, man, we, we've got so many people that uh, Fortune Graydon, um our i am grading um man we've got so many people that help us just keep this place you know trying to make it better trying to keep it up um just everybody man we, we can't thank everybody enough and like i said our drivers and fans they are uh some of the best in the country well i'm gonna help you out a little bit and say that that fish sandwich at the bantam shelf is one of my favorite meals in the whole area around here i love to drive the bantam shelf and get the fish sandwich Yes, sir. And we, uh, we do, like I said, they help us tremendously. So we just, you know, trying to thank all of them. And, um, 
like I said, they, they've got signs up around the racetrack, so if you come visit, see their signs, please try to help them, go support them, and, uh, you know, that's that's what it's all about. That's right. Well, look, um, anytime you want to come on the show, if you've got something uh, and you're not scheduled to be on, just, just call up Alan or call the station or uh, probably calling Alan be the best thing to do, and we'll have you on anytime. That sounds good, man. I, I'd enjoy it, and I do thank you all for, again for helping us spread the word and like i said if you ain't got nothing to do tonight come on out man we we got some of the best racing in the country right here in Rolston county thank you so much i appreciate it and uh yes sir. T- talk to you later yes sir y'all have a good day you too that's mitchell coggins from uh harris speedway that was a good a good get for a uh, spur of the moment alan yes it was and a lot like you said a lot of good racing going up there and only crack gonna be racing tonight so uh get up there and support him uh and look for Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Mr. Wilson will probably be sitting over. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's take our last break. We're going to come back and do what little uh, bit of a local or national results I can get off my phone here because my printer's broken. Anyway, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Prenex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Prenex is the place to look. Prenex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Prenex and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, Prenex does that too. Prenex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines. And I'm going to have to try to toggle between screens on my phone since my printer doesn't work that I'm sure you're sick of hearing about. So we'll start off with last week at Texas for the Cup Guys where they ran the, uh, what was the name of that race? The Auto Trader, Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500, which was uh, peppered with crashes and tire trouble. When it was over, all said and done, Tyler Reddick was the winner. And, um, of course, that was a big boost to him being in the, the uh, one of the, the guys in the playoffs. Joey Logano was second. Justin Haley was third. A good run for him. Fourth was Ryan Blaney. Fifth, Chase Briscoe. Sixth, Eric Jones in the petty car. Uh, seventh was William Byron. Eighth, Brad Keselowski. Ninth, Kyle Larson. And 10th was uh, Denny Hamlin. As I said before, there were a lot of crashes with uh, cars going out while they were in the lead or close to it. Um, Kyle Busch went out very early with a blown tire in a crash. Cole Custer, same thing. Cody Ware had that hard, hard crash. My guy, Chase Elliott, who had worked his way back to the lead in the point standings after his crash at Darlington, is back down where he uh, he fell back off the map again, pretty much. And I'll go over the points in a minute. Martin Truex crashed. Um, Chris Busher crashed. I mean, it was just a lot of people blowing tires and tearing up cars. So uh, the point standings as it stands right now in Cup. Joey Logano is uh, whoop, that's yeah. Joey Logano is the points leader, and he has a 12-point lead over Ross Chastain, uh, and a 13-point lead over William Byron. Kyle Larson is fourth, Ryan Blaney fifth, Denny Hamlin sixth, Chase Elliott seventh, tied with Daniel Suarez. So that's how far Elliott dropped from the from first to seventh because of his crash. 
Ninth is Chase Briscoe. 10th, Austin Cendrick. So, uh, 11th, Christopher Bell. And 12th, Alex Bowman. Bowman will not be in the race. Noah Cragson's going to drive that car this week uh, because uh, um, of, of the crash that Bowman had last week. And uh, with he's staying out because of a uh, concussion uh, symptoms, which um, obviously he didn't have any in the sprint car Tuesday. But anyway... That's, uh, that's the way it is. And the four guys on the bubble and in this middle race of the next phase, after the Roval next week, we will, will eliminate the bottom four guys. But right now, the bottom four are Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell, Austin Sendrick, and um, Chase Briscoe. Uh, the very scant two points between Austin, between a uh, I'm sorry, seven points between uh, Chase Briscoe and Austin Cendrick. So uh, it's kind of tight. We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, and that will be tomorrow afternoon at, um, well, I'll have to have the TV times for you in just a second. I'm telling you, I'm toggling between all these screens and it's a pain in the butt. But uh, nobody's really got a, a really a points lead as far as being safe to get into the next round because none of our drivers have won the race. That's right, and I'm having a coughing attack here. What we haven't mentioned at all, and uh, it's taken us the whole show to get to it with seven minutes to go, is the Andy Frozen Custard two, uh, 300, which was the Xfinity race run last week. And, uh, of course, Jeremy Clements is in the playoffs, but he had a horrible race. I texted him on Sunday, and he said he thought it was a timing belt, which I guess what, Alan, Greg, one of those breaks about every once every two or three years. Um, then it says in the initial rundown, the official rundown here that it was the ignition, whatever it was, he started 10th and wound up, um, dead last. Wasn't he? Nope. He was a uh, third from last. He finished 36th. Uh, the race was won for the fourth race in a row by Noah Craxon, which I did watch to see if he'd throw up and climb the fence and shotgun a beer. Um, I didn't see him throw up. He did climb the fence and I didn't see him shotgun the beer, but I, uh, switched off pretty quickly because I'm not particularly fond of him. But the points in um, Xfinity as of right now, Noah Cragson has a 26-point lead over A.J. Allmendinger. Ty Gibbs is third. Fourth is Austin Hill. Fifth, Josh Berry. Sixth, Justin Allgaier. Seventh is a tie between Sam Mayer and Ryan Siege. Ninth is Hurley, uh, Riley Herbst. Tenth, Daniel Hen- Henrik. Eleventh, Brandon Jones. And twelfth is Jeremy Clements. Now, uh, for Jeremy to get out of the hole here, he needs to have a good finish. Obviously, if he wins the race, he will uh, advance to the next round. But he's got Talladega, which anybody can win, uh, and the Roval uh, next week. But Jeremy is uh, 101 points out of the first place. But what you got to worry about is how far is he out of, uh, um, I guess that would be uh, ninth, which, um, or, or out of, yeah, eighth because that's where the cutoff is. And to answer that question, he's 28 points, and he's got two weeks to make it up. Uh, Of course, after Saturday, uh, after today's race, it might be a lot closer. But anyway, he's he's down, but he's not out. I mean, he took the worst hit you could take, but a lot of others, uh, you know, had bad races too. So he's not in that bad of shape. Um, He's in bad shape, but it could be worse. And anyway, he's uh, still got... Some bullets left in the chamber, and we'll be pulling for um, 
him today. The trucks also run today. I think that's a 12:30 start, and uh, they haven't run in a couple of weeks. The point standings for the trucks. Um, uh, those Smith boys are up front with Charlie, uh, with Chandler Smith and Zane Smith. One, two, uh, three points between them. Stuart Friesen is third. Ty Majeski fourth, and John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek is fifth. I won't go any further with that. Um, Arca runs their last, uh, next to last race at Salem, uh, today. And, um, Nick Sanchez leads the points there by, uh, not too many by five points over Daniel Dye, Rajah Caruth, the third, Greg Von Austin, fourth, and Tony Brightinger fifth. Uh, we will go over quickly to formula one where I didn't even have to print anything up on that there. They didn't have the Russian grand prix last week. So they're running at Singapore at Marina Bay for the Singapore Grand Prix tomorrow. And that race uh, for the point standings has been over for a long time. Max Verstappen has over like 120, 119 point lead, I think. And we got to mention that um, it would be very entertaining. I think it comes on at 1230 or it starts at 1230 as the uh, Motul Petit Grand um, Petit Le Mans at Road Atlanta, which was the best race of the year last year because our guys from Wheeling Motors, uh, from Action Motorsports, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac team with Pipo Durrani and um, that won the championship last year where they're not going to win it this year, but it's still an exciting race. And um, I don't have the standings, but I believe it's pretty much um, Ricky Taylor. I think he's the guy that's pretty much got that wrapped up, doesn't he, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, anyway, the TV, let me see if I can get it real quick. If I can pull this up, it'll be a miracle. Um, I think I had it here. I uh, do not. But anyway, I think uh, the truck race is like at 1230. I'm not sure about Formula One tomorrow because it's in Singapore. It's not like in Europe where it usually starts at like 9 o'clock. So it could be on some real weird time, like 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't really know. Um, Xfinity is at 4 today. I know that on USA and probably 3.30 or 4 tomorrow for um, the cup race. Sorry I couldn't do a little bit better on that. I'll try to get the printer working next week. And, um, Alan, you got about 20 seconds. Um uh, like to wish Mitchell Coggins and them a good race up at Harris Speedway this evening. And uh, all the points uh, guys that's coming down to the last race. Sounded like some of them were pretty close when he was naming them off there. So yeah. uh, let's hope uh, um, a lot of people head up that way. It looks like if I haven't been outside, but he said the sun was out, so that's a good sign, and I think they'll be going at it at 4 o'clock. Greg, good guest this week, and uh, um, we'll get us another good one for uh, next week. We'll, we'll talk about it at Applebee's. Yeah, well, we'll do it. We'll do it. Oh, I did want to mention one thing. I don't know if we mentioned it, but, we did, but we did lose – uh, one of the owners of the Spartanburg Dragway, Ricky Clayton, passed away from what I understand yesterday morning, and they were big as far as Spartanburg racing with the drag strip. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. But we that, didn't. But our, our condolences go out to the, that family. And uh, like I say, that's, that's good weather. Yep. And, uh, Ronnie, sorry about your Rebels, but if I had to lose to somebody, I'm glad it was the Vikings. Well, I hope to get back on winning track this Friday. Uh, probably will. Hosting Boiling Springs. Uh, yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Boiling Springs. And just remember everybody that's having trouble from uh, Hurricane Ian. And it's in Florida. 
but also some people in in uh, Georgia and North and South Carolina. Can you imagine being Deb Williams? She's up there in North Carolina, outside of Charlotte, and she still doesn't have any uh, internet. I know so that's pretty bad for a race fan. I'm glad I got some. So uh, everybody, uh, be thankful for what you got and. Be nice to your neighbor because, you know, you come into times like this when uh, we really start to need each other. And, um, you know, summer's over. It's fall now, and uh, the weather looks great out there. I am so I had my first fire last night, and i uh, going to have another one tonight whether I like it or not. So yeah, I actually uh, had to turn my furnace on. There you go. All right. So thank you for listening. I think we had a good show, Ernie Elliott. Mitchell Coggins, thank you for coming on. Natalie, get a table ready. I think we're all on the way. And the rest of you, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football 